Hello and welcome to the Emperor's New Podcast, where we explore every corner of the Emperor's New Groove franchise. And today we have a double crossover of sorts from Channel KRT. We have Kit Quinn. A.K.A. Kitsko. <laughs> and Tyler Green. Now on, oh wait, uh, wackity schmackity do. I don't know. <laughs> and from Escape from Vault Disney, we have Tony Goldmark. Rhinoceros. No! We, we agreed you were going to be spaghetti. <laughs> I respectfully refuse to explain why I just said rhinoceros. Fair enough. That's you know, Tony, it's perfect. been a while since we saw you. Last time we saw you, uh, you got thrown out of the window by Fluffy in our Honey, I Shrunk the Kids episode. That's right. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm actually still plummeting at the moment. Last oh, time no. I saw you, we were yelling at the unidentified flying oddballs and their... Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I see gravity reversed for me, so I became an unidentified flying oddball for a while. <gasps> and, then yes! I flew, and then I flew back to Earth, but I'm, I, I'm still somewhere in midair at the moment, so just bear with me. <laughs> I'm an oddball that is identified, but wants to be unidentified, so... And I'm just an oddball. <laughs> We're all oddballs here. I'm an odd ovary. Yay! I'm an odd round. I'm an odd rhombus. Or you are an odd rhombus. I'm an odd trapezoid. I'm a trapezoid. I'm trapping Zod in the in the Phantom Zone. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about season two, episode five of the Emperor's New School. Pictures. You're goddamn right. We are TV or not TV. So this was there. Excuse me. There was not one single reference to that one sideshow Bob line about using t- using TV in order to decry at zero stars. Yeah, I, and and it would have been the perfect. I mean, they would have been ripping off the Simpsons, but you know, the show already has the show already has a built in mechanism where Cusco just pauses the action and shows yeah. up on screen. So yeah. they could have had him just say, by the way, we're aware of the irony of appearing on TV in order yeah. to decry it. So don't bother pointing that out. <laughs> I mean, they did have a joke that reminded me a lot of the, we need more board license plates with the, yes, they, uh, they pretty mug. much ripped that off, you know, they, <laughs> but they didn't go far enough with it. They didn't take it to no, my son is also named Krunk. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking to me? <laughs> But guys, and he would do, he would also be voiced by Patrick Warburton, obviously. <laughs> so, what what uh, if everybody okay, hated Kronk? Well, that would <laughs> evil Kronk. What be. if everybody hated Kronk? Isn't that isn't there a Disney? There's going to be a Disney Plus special about that coming out. Well, I won. I, I'm just wondering why they haven't turned the Kronk and Cusco variety show into a real spinoff. <laughs> get on that that's what i want to see <laughs> you know what justice for howdy Cronk justice for howdy cronky that show was unfairly canceled it was yeah. rigged bring it back you guys I, you, you guys got to cover all these shows from this episode on on channel krt you realize that right <laughs> yes, yes yeah we do. we'll devote a 10 day series to that too why not <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna end there's gonna be like a Cusco version of uhf and then like Croc yep. is gonna become the version of stanley spadowski in that you just found the llama in the oatmeal <laughs> well, you're going Hmm. My spinach pops, please don't take it away from me. It's my life. I don't know. <laughs> um, we got it all on UH Kronk. We- Everybody loves Kronk. <laughs> you know, Cusco does, I don't. Wheel of steak cut in the shape of a fish. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is already starting off to a sane start, as you Everybody can see. Matters Yay! <laughs> This show has no host. Micah doesn't exist. Ah! <laughs> Wait a minute. It's I don't need your five. show. Starring nobody. Um, <laughs> Very so zen. The first segment is called Picture This. And um, oof, my brain is all. I should probably look at one of these notes. Um, it's about a yearbook photo. And the, and the premise on the Disney Plus description is very misleading because it basically tells you what happens in the first scene. It has nothing to really do with the actual plot of the episode. <laughs> well, yeah, but but that's kind of de rigueur, isn't it? Like like, like they always set up the beginning of an yeah. episode's premise. They don't tell you the whole plot in the yeah. description. That, yeah, I guess spoilers. so. Yes. Yeah. Like, you no, know, I was again. Oh, what were you going to say? 
You know, I forgot to screen cap it, so I couldn't send it in the chat. But when I first opened the episode, it accidentally got stuck on the TVG warning a bunch of times. So I was just like, (laughs) oh, great. Cusco's been taken over by the TVG rating. It's like that one Jenny Nicholson tweet where she says she kept getting the drug warning on the return of the bar. (laughs) You got the TVG bees. (laughs) (laughs) TVG. The episode is it's a it's the yearbook photo, um, and Cusco is super duper like into getting a good photo because of course he is. Um, and Melina chews him out about it. Um, I'm going through really fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's no, okay. Well, uh, well, Micah, I've never. I don't. I, I don't believe I've ever actually. I, I know I've been on this podcast before, yeah. but never to actually talk about an episode. So I'd like to talk yeah. about my general thoughts on this series, if I may. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, now, I've been obviously a huge fan of Emperor's New Groove ever since I first saw it in theaters. Uh, I did one of my longest episodes of my podcast about it, but I never watched Emperor's New School when it was initially on the air. I, I think I heard that it was happening or I caught a few minutes of it while I was channel surfing one day and I thought, oh, they made an Emperor's New Groove series. I'm glad that movie's finally getting its due, but... You know, this was long after the point where I was watching the Disney Channel regularly, so I never actually watched the series. Then last summer, when my podcast was on hiatus and I was doing a live tweet every week, one week I covered the Ismopolis episode, and that was my first time watching a whole episode, and if you remember... I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, now it's possible. It's possible that just because it's a really fast paced show, maybe it was too fast paced for me to really do yeah. it justice in a live tweet. Cause when you're live tweeting, you're trying to watch and type and think of what you're going to say at the same time. Yeah. So me, so I, and I feel like I missed a lot of crucial action and, and I didn't, maybe I didn't properly judge it, but at the time, I honestly just didn't think it was that funny. Um, yeah. I, I didn't think it went far enough to achieve the hilarious heights yeah. of the movie. I didn't think it was oh, yeah. worthy of the movie. I I, I was kind of disappointed. This episode, I liked a lot more. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I know this isn't my podcast or live tweet or anything, but I would give this a Disney Plus if it was for oh, my show. Well, that makes me feel, honestly, makes me feel really good. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the jokes were funnier. The pacing was better. Still not as good as the movie, but well, no. what is? <laughs> <A second. laughs> um, the the stories are more coherent. They, they they're more imaginative. It I feels thought. more like a TV show than Ismopolis does, to be honest. Yeah, if if the two half hour episodes I've seen so far are any indication, this is a show that got better in season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah I... as as a lot of shows, especially animated shows, do. <laughs> I believe we talked about this in our episode that we did on on, on Channel KRT about this show, but. I noticed that originally the show in its first season was doing a lot of retreads from the same jokes yeah. of the movie. And they do that still. And there's a little in that in the uh, there's a little yeah. in, that in this as well. Yeah. Um, it feels like it feels different. Like they like it's more like they have more other things in addition to that whereas the first season is very much remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this. <laughs> Because in particular, they were still trying to figure out, okay, how do we expand on the lore? So I was definitely seeing this when I was comparing the season one episode I reviewed on this podcast versus the season two episode we reviewed on our podcast. I definitely think that there was a bit more, I feel like as time went on, they kind of started leaning more into, okay, what can we do in exploring the entire world of Emperor's No Group beyond just the comedy aspect? Like, let's figure out the entire mythology of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, re- I remember when it first aired, uh, you know, and, and just learning of its existence. One of my first thoughts on it was, oh, they gave Cusco a girlfriend. That's weak. You know, I mean, I, I mean, in, in hindsight, it's like it's like, what else could they have done? Like, <laughs> like, you know, they, they needed another girl character on the show because yeah. otherwise all you got is Yzma and Chicha. And it, but, but it's like, I don't know. One of the things I really liked about Emperor's New Groove was it was one of the few yeah. Disney animated movies that didn't feel the need to have and a love interest. Worked. Worked and, and, and it really worked there. And, and I, but you know, for a TV show, you need, you know, the, the movie had four, if we're being generous, five main characters. Yeah. And you need, you, you kind of need more than that for a TV show um, to work. Otherwise, you end up adding Elmira in the fourth season or something. But anyway. <laughs> Um, but, 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 you know, uh, talking about how, 
the the humor on this show sometimes seemed compromised. To me, this episode just had a waste of a cold open. Like, let, let, okay, there's a lot you could do with Cusco still putting his face on. Now it's finally my turn to be in a cold open. That, that opening pisses me off. Yeah, it's <laughs> like maybe... And I feel like it might have been a time constraint, like maybe they didn't have time for a longer opening, but it's like there's so much more you could have done with that. Maybe she wants to use the time to show off a weird hidden talent that she never gets to show off otherwise. Maybe maybe she's built up this moment in her mind so much, and now that it's happening, she just awkwardly pauses and doesn't know what to say. Or maybe Cusco's delayed by something weirder than makeup. Maybe he's caught in a bear trap or eaten by a snake or some shit, but he's still struggling to make it on screen in enough time yeah. to steal her thunder. It reminded like, me of... Oh, sorry. Uh, now, well, it just feels like the writing staff of the movie would have brainstormed yeah. all sorts of weird shit to put in that moment and then gone with the funniest idea. And instead here, they just go with the most basic possible version of the joke and call it a day. It yeah. reminds me a lot of that... Of, excuse me. It reminded me a lot of Tina Fey in Muppets Most Wanted when she keeps yeah. trying to sing throughout the movie even though she oh. does sing and then suddenly during the credits they're like, alright, it's your verse and then it cuts sorry, the credits. Sorry, my ride's here. That's what, I, that's what I say whenever there's a siren outside my window. <laughs> ah, dang it, they caught up to me. There's a siren outside? Do you live by the ocean? I, I Sure, why not? <laughs> oh god, it's Dr. Vile. He's secretly using a siren call to... <laughs> Um, so, yeah, the, the, oh, I could honestly do without the openings to these episodes. I don't think they add, ever have added anything, okay. um, to the plot or anything. So, I mean, in the first season, they were literally just Cusco saying, aren't you glad to be watching a show about me over and over again? <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like there was a bit of a, I don't know how to describe it, but definitely during this period of Disney Channel shows in particular, they kind of struggled with how creative to get with openings. So, yeah, yeah they kind of... I mean, I'm not going to overanalyze it or anything, but also, I do agree with you guys. We could definitely do without it. The only reason it exists is just so they can get to the 22-minute mark, you know? Yeah. yeah, but they could they could use that time to add jokes to the well, body could, of the yeah. episode, you know? Yeah. that. The, or at least hint into what's going to happen in the episode. Right, right. They do sometimes, but they didn't do in this one. Yeah. And also, I got to say that while the, I do got to say that in season two, the animation got a lot better and the character designs as well. Like, they're not perfect. Obviously, nothing can compare to the movie, movie, but they, but they do look pretty good for the most part. That said, there was one character in particular. There was this tall guy in a red robe that I kept thinking was from Dave the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah, I, I could I could see that the, the the shows have similar enough styles that there could be some crossover. Yeah, imagine if imagine if there was a crossover though. Oh man, I'm amazed this wasn't one of the shows that crossed over with Lilo and Stitch it because that show crossed over everything. So <laughs> yeah, Lilo and Stitch like ended the same year that this had begun, but not at this. But it was still going on when the show began. So. I, hmm. Maybe they just yeah. didn't want to figure out the time travel mechanics that they'd have to do. They could do it with Reese. Well, they could have been. Well, they could. Yeah. I mean, the, the 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 beauty part of Lilo and Stitch is they could add an experiment who could do anything. Yeah. So just get yeah. a time traveling experiment. Yeah, well, there's been time travel episodes, so it's not like it's forbidden. I mean, there, there, there is an episode of Lilo and Stitch that literally has a crab experiment. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe that'll be Agatha Wilde's guest choice or something. I don't know. Oh, Hell you know yeah. what? They did do Lilo and Stitch did do a time travel episode. Yeah. Oh, but okay. it was with a time traveling surfboard. surfboard. So hmm. they had I'm their sure. Lilo and Stitch used to be my station. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's still better than unidentified flying oddball. Oh yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's not very hard. <laughs> you know, uh, I also... Oh, sorry. The basic uh, premise is Molina gets a photo taken, but Cusco's getting his hair dried. I love how they take the pictures in this. Yeah, it's not right. hilarious. Yeah, that, 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 that flash gag was pure Flintstones. That's, yeah, well, it's a it very was, yes. show. Um, Flintstones, but with llamas instead of rocks, basically. Right. <laughs> I, I that, that, but, uh, sorry. Before we get into the weeds on this, um, I know I said this in the live tweets. Why didn't they just use "Perfect World" as the theme song? 
I yeah, I'm like, like, oh, I, I like the theme it. song, but it's. I rewrote it. I just, yeah, I, I, I just feel. It for this show yeah, is what I, it would be like. Right, right. I, 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 I just feel like, you know, you've already got a perfect Cusco theme so song. Perfect. Why are you messing with perfection? Like the Timon and Pumbaa series didn't fuck with their. Sorry, yeah, I don't know. Can I can I swear on this show? Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. I sure. They didn't. They, they didn't fuck with perfection. They just the Timon and Pumbaa series just used Hakuna Matata again. Sure. The Aladdin well, series just used oh, Arabian Nights. Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to pay Sting royalties or something. That, that yeah, bad. maybe he was pissed about it because he was still mad about how Emperor of the Sun fell out. So Kingdom I don't know. Sun. Kingdom of the Sun. Yeah. Kingdom of the Sun. <laughs> Empire of the Sun is a Spielberg movie. Right, right. <laughs> I was literally on an episode for Kingdom of the Sun. <laughs> yeah, you were. Technically, uh, the about Spike the Box, box episode. <laughs> it's been a long year. So apparently, no. they used. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Go on. They used this primitive way to take pictures where uh, Kronk has a window shade and just flashes it while right. this guy paints them. But apparently, they have hair dryers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and intercoms, yeah. but no cameras. <laughs> and they do yes, it's cartoon logic. It does it's nothing matters. Nothing also, that they're able to make TVs with actual working sound, which I'm jumping ahead. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, can we talk about that nightmarish ass intercom that had Yeezus face on it? <laughs> that was uh, yeah. creepy as hell, and I loved it. <laughs> and she and she pulls a that on a hold the little bastards type joke too. That got a laugh yeah. out of me. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> and now, then, okay, good. Uh, no, no, go on. Uh, I forgot you. Go on. So, was Cusco's doodles a regular thing on this show? Yeah, yeah it was. Okay, was it every? Ep- did they shoehorn it into every episode, or just? <laughs> There's a few episodes that don't have it in it. Okay, just the so ones we did. Needed. Yeah. Then they also included Molina's doodles, so which are better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in the episode we talked about. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. see Cusco's doodle. <laughs> oh my! The um and and I noticed they dropped the thread of every episode. Cusco's got to turn into an animal of some sort. Yeah, which, yeah, which that I was think, one thing. I think was a smart move because that yeah. that often bogged down the episode. It's like, why yeah. is Cusco suddenly a flabbity blue? You know, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Going back to Lilo and Stitch real quick. At least that were at least the premise of the show adopting the catching experiments every episode thing works in that you can have something new in each episode and it'll add something to the show. Yeah. Cusco just did the same thing every episode. It would just get so yeah. stale so fast. Well, well, yeah, especially for an Emperor's New Groove show yeah. which which constantly surprised you. Uh, I, I mean, I will say the Lilo and St- it, it was a solid enough premise for a show. It was kind of a Pokemon ripoff, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. they never really yeah. got to catch them all. So, I actually never really thought of it that way. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so of course, the, yeah, what are you going to do? Episode. <laughs> yeah. The premise. Uh, was, uh, I already uh, started the oh, Go on. No, no, no. My, uh, Micah, you're, you're the host. Go on. Okay. Um, the. So Melina's getting her photo taken, but Kronk, uh, Cusco, bleh, is, I don't, my, bleh, I can't talk sometimes, um, getting his hair dried and it ends up uh, causing Melina's face to like be distorted while the picture's being taken. So the picture uh, comes out terrible and Melina, um, her facade basically cracks and uh, now she's determined to destroy all of the yearbook photos. That's basically <laughs> the basic See- setup of the episode. See, this is what Governor Ralph Northam should have done. This <laughs> would have saved him a lot of grief. And but then, I, I all the voice actors in the show are kind of doing brown face. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I did love that Pacha was like, "Thanks for thanks for the picture, Molina. It's a great scarecrow." And <laughs> yeah, voiced by John Goodman. Thank God. Yes, yeah. they they got yeah, they, they finally got, got John Goodman. They, I guess yeah. they got a budget increase this season. Also, yeah. something something Bo Burnham joke here. <laughs> they got a but they got a budget to give him at least three or four lines worth of dialogue. Well, he was right. so, in an episode. Well, I, I'm sure they had him in the studio for just one day to record the whole season. Like, he was yeah. just in, in an episode before this that was literally like the whole premise was him and Cusco. So, yeah, <laughs> I do kind of love that Kronk is just like 
chilling with Cusco despite everything. He's just like, you know what? <laughs> I just love that he's just true neutral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he so, works with the enemy, but he's still pals with the Emperor and gets into shenanigans with him all the time. Which, like which, that. which, by the way, in the second segment, like, Yzma reveals herself to Kronk that she is Principal Amzi. Now, how long had she been Principal Amzi at this point? Since since the start of the series. So since the first episode of the first season. Yeah. Okay, and only in season two, episode five, is she letting Kronk in on it? Oh, no, she lets Kronk in on um, not every episode, but, like, more, like, it's a running gag. And so the, the the gag is that Kronk is too stupid. The, the, yeah, she and then, keeps... and then in the, last, yeah. the last, like, or next to last episode, he reveals that, like, after the previous five episodes where he, he was just pretending about that point. Mm, okay. Yeah. To, to fuck you with see, him. With... Yeah, he... Uh, oh, Kronk has the memory of Dory, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, he is like a, like a giant dog, basically. Pretty much, yeah. I have expected... Amzi... Oh, Kit, go ahead. Uh, I have expected this was going to be a time travel episode. It's kind of one because it's a time capsule. So <laughs> yeah, I forgot to bring that up. The yearbook's being put in a time capsule, which is now. Now see what I <laughs> now see when I think time capsule. What it reminds me of is the Nickelodeon time capsule, which I'm yes. pretty sure. Yes. Uh, well, okay, you, yeah. you guys must have seen YouTube footage of this, because yeah. I'm pretty sure you're too young to remember it firsthand. I'm old enough to remember when this was constantly being advertised on Nickelodeon I, in 1992. It was a big damn deal. They promoted it at, like, every commercial break that they were going to bury this 1992-era time capsule in front of Nickelodeon Studios at Universal, Florida, right. and it was not to be dug up and opened until April 30th, 2042, which oh, th- you can tell it was the 90s because they kept because they were still calling it 2042 <laughs> as opposed to now where we've yeah just say 20 just say 20 you know that that was a detail by the way about Back to the Future Part Two you notice in that oh, in that first scene after the credits Doc who has spent time in the 21st century calls it 2015 and Marty still calls it 2015 that was huh. that well observed on Zemeckis yeah. and Gale's part that people, who, that people who lived in the 21st century would eventually get tired of saying 2000 and just say 20. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but anyway, I mean, now at this point, it's extremely optimistic. Well, 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 it's extremely optimistic that we'll even get to 2042. And yeah. as if to illustrate my point, Nickelodeon Studios closed in 2005, and I did some research on what happened to the capsule. Um, So so Nickelodeon Studios closed in 05. It was converted into a permanent venue for the Blue Man Group. During that renovation, the time capsule was dug up and reburied at the Nickelodeon Suites Resort in Orlando, but then that closed in 2016, and then it was dug up again, and and it's been reburied at Nickelodeon Animation Studio in Burbank, where it's still buried to this day. Oh, and they're yeah. and yeah, they're still shit. planning to dig it up in 2042. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> by that anyone... time, the, by that time, the capsule's just going to be like filled to the brim with all sorts of dirt and probably bugs yeah. and shit. Just oh yeah, <laughs> because I, I, mean, I remember. I mean, I mean, most of the shit that, that they buried is completely worthless today. It's just like VHS tapes of Home Alone and shit. You know? By the time we get to 2042, me, all of us are going to have our, all of us are going to be pushing 50. Tony, Tony's yep. going to be a bit older. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be almost 60. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be pushing 50. And we're gonna be ta- and we're gonna be screaming about the shows that our kids are watching. If they include VHS tapes, those are not gonna be useful now. That's for you know, sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. Retrotech might make a return. I mean, I could. I mean, I mean, it's within driving distance of me now. Theoretically, I could just go to Burbank with a shovel, <laughs> pull, a, pull a fucking Trump Hollywood star jock jackhammer thing. I don't know. <laughs> okay, but can you? <laughs> uh I'll I I, I can and yet I shan't. Oh. <laughs> oh the episode basically sort of becomes like a mini adventure type story. Right. It, yeah, it, they 
Oh, sorry, guys. Complete, complete with the mine carts from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And the, and the, and, and, um, this low hanging signs, which are, I right, think right. The Temple of Doom, but that was, I like that gag. <laughs> now, it, okay. now, sorry, now, considering how derivative this show uh, often got of its movie, and considering how derivative most Disney shows based on movies uh, always were, kudos on this episode for having the restraint not to lazily call back to don't tell me we're about to go over a huge lava fall. Yeah! <laughs> yep. yeah. Boiling lava at the bottom, most likely, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, they... <laughs> <clears throat> one thing I did kind of love was the future joke where she thinks that everybody's just going to be utterly obsessed with her image. Like, yeah, yeah, people, yeah. I mean, I guess she did predict how people like need the absolutely live living shit out of like fossils and prehistoric history and make right, like. Right. <laughs> what I loved about the time capsule gags with the future quote unquote is that when, let's see, is that when, She's th- is that when Melina's thinking of the future, everybody is still dressed like the Mayans, but it's more kind of futuristic. Yeah, yeah she um, pruning the idea. Oh, Tony, go ahead. She didn't see colonialism coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> bless her heart. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I like that it was kind of lampooning that no matter what happens, everybody, I, everybody's idea of the future is going to be completely wrong it's like gonna be filtered through the present yeah yeah I remember everybody kept getting on robert zemeckis's case like where's the right. hoverboard it's like motherfucker you really think i was gonna well, well he did predict he one thing he meant it as a joke that that, 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 that was the whole is point in, is it set in our future it was set in the future of the movie right yeah right. <laughs> it's a and different then, universe you see <laughs> i was excuse I did really like that Melina was able to have more of her own stories this season in particular. Yeah. Like, they got rid of the whole Cusco kind of being incel light towards her. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed that they kind of gave her more to do. And I think that in particular, that was definitely likely made. I don't really agree that she was a sexist character to begin with. But this season definitely gave her more to do. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah um I, I, I want to comment on the on the wood chipper gag where yeah, where Kronk, yes. Kronk, you know, under one condition, I get to use the chipper for five minutes. Has anyone seen Steve Buscemi? <laughs> and, then, and, and then he and then he fucking um he fucking chips up the cardboard standee of Isma's new groove. Yeah, which what I can't new help. Groove? I can't uh, better if you don't know. I can't help but feel like that was throwing a bit of shade on Kronk's new groove. Like, <laughs> and how mediocre that was. Like, yeah. Like, let's be honest. If Kronk's new groove were successful, they would have done that next. They would have done yeah. Yeah. New groove. They would have done Dory's new groove. They were, they were, they were going to do Isma's old groove at one point. Isma's old groove, of course. Ooh, okay. They got yeah. to do the, the rule of thirds and flip the yeah. Um, but yeah, and Cusco gets a walking stick. <laughs> I was amazed they didn't make a Theodore Roosevelt joke with that because that felt like a joke they would have made. But yeah. <laughs> also, you know what? I loved the joke with with Molina as the yearbook inspector. Yeah, she turns <laughs> into Roosevelt. Wallet inspector. <laughs> you dropped your mustache and harpoon, Mister Inspector. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, and then they kind of one joke I really loved was also when they get inside the temple and then Kronk is just trying to be like, okay, we gotta figure out this entire puzzle next then Cusco's just like, yeah, this went on for two hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Kronk <laughs> ba- basically ripping off Wallace Shawn's Battle of Wit scene in The yeah. Princess Bride like, I can clearly not choose the wine glass in front of me. I think what I really love about this show is that the writing is not lazy at all. They are yeah. not afraid to throw shit at the wall and, Steve <laughs> and see what sticks, and I commend them for it. This turned into basically a sideshow Bob Rake gag, where it goes, <laughs> it's funnier, the, it, it, the longer it goes, the funnier it gets, and until you cap it off with, yeah, this went on for another two hours, let's just fast forward. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. and 
and I got to say, Patrick Warburton's line reading on touche, Mr. Temple, that touche. that was <laughs> priceless. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> on a side note, read a phone book. I, I also kind of love when they're going through like the roller coaster like simulator and I'm, that's based the mine that's basically like a roller coaster and I just kept thinking of the the verse and constipated mm. <laughs> it's like they're gonna get their heads chopped off escape from tomorrow I, I envy you um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean escape from vault I mean escape from vault tomorrow <laughs> Oh, don't, don't give me any ideas <laughs> oh god escape from tomorrow did rip off weird al after all so yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know one thing i notice about jp manu's am i pronouncing that right jp yeah, manu jp manu yeah. uh one thing i notice about jp manu's cusco voice is he's so much faster than david yeah. spade ever was like, like yeah. he subscribes really? yeah he subscribes to the comedy theory that speed equals funny. And honestly, more often than not, he's right. A lot of times in comedy, you can make a funny line funnier. Sometimes you can make an unfunny line funny just by saying it really fast. Yeah. And that's not really David Spade's style. It's one of the big yeah. areas where they differ. Um, but it, wor- it works really well for a fast-paced show like this, where you got to get a lot of gags in as quickly yeah. as possible. He had a similar style when he was the principal on Phil of the Future, this very kind of snarkier style, I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he also did Double Duty as the caveman on that show. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, I want to know, where's the caveman? (laughs) (laughs) Also, Also, I love that this show, it feels like this franchise has made more theme park jokes than there's actually been presence in the theme parks for the franchise. Definitely, definitely. Like the Krunk mug, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Could have just crossed out the extra O. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, they bring, yeah, that is, I like that they bring that back with, like, <laughs> another fucking siren. My God. My God. Um, this time so it's Dr. Carnage. Boy. In the end, um, the temple, they, they, they have, there's a voice in the temple, which is a British dude, because, you know, why not? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, Oh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, the the guy who um, Jeff Glenn Bennett. Jeff Glenn Ooh, Bennett. Jeff it was, Bennett. It was clearly Jeff his voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he, um, uh, doing kind of his same um, David Tomlinson impression that yeah. he did when he dubbed his dubbed the real deal in uh, the Bed Knobs and Broomstick special edition. Yeah, oh, yeah I don't know why, but basically gives Bennett's them a riddle. Voice. Oh, go ahead. Uh, he gives them a riddle um, about if a llama is running in second place. Right. Passes. I'm getting. I'm. I'm gonna butcher. If this. A, a llama's running a marathon and the llama passes the second place llama, what place is that llama in? And it's supposed to be a mind puzzle where your first instinct is to say, "Well, he's in first place," but no, he's passing the second, so now he's in second. That's yeah. And then, uh, but but uh, but of course, the real answer is you can't get a llama to run a marathon in the first place. So too stubborn. And Kronk, Kronk, uh gets it. The first is the first one to get that. Right, right. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, real quick, I was gonna say about Jeff Bennett. I the the role. I don't know why, but whenever I hear him play a different character, I can't not think of him as the dad from Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, uh. that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then also, I kind of love that once they just decide, eh, fuck it, it'll be the future's problem, and just give the fuck up on finding it. It turns out in the future, they're all just like, "Holy crap, we fucking love Molina!" Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that def- yeah, that definitely feels more like the future, to be honest. Like, people would just live for things like that. <laughs> yeah, especially in the age of the internet and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you just know that, yeah, there's people, hmm. although probably, I guess that's optimistic that they're teaching the entire history of Cuscotopia and such, because, well, there's co- colonization to worry about, and uh, yeah, but, critical I mean, race theory. I mean, we don't know anything about fixating on weird ephemera from the past or anything like that. None of us do that, ever. No. <laughs> Would would Cusco race theory be too far? Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> you're making kids see themselves as inferior to Cusco. Yeah, you can't do that. 
can't ever make our kids not feel supreme anyway uh so yeah so basically they end up not 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 getting the picture melina saves her friends who are about to be crushed by a door like oh, right, right. uh, hmm? and whose uh, dog is barking oh that's mine i'm sorry okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was someone outside. <laughs> yeah, oh, I have a no- it's a noisy dogs. Well, one of them in particular is not. I think they're hungry or something because they're going to want to eat soon. Um, <laughs> they're going to take care of that. Um, okay, this has nothing to do with anything. But a while back, there was a there was a coyote at my apartment complex. So what? Yeah, there was a coyote just wandering around because of all the fires that were going on. I guess. Oh so, Jesus! So, yeah. <laughs> so like, little buddy, you'll be okay. Come on, buddy. <laughs> it's my best friend now. <laughs> so, um, then, like, Melina is all like, "Oh my god, I just risked my friend's life for a picture." And Peter's like, "Yeah, I even I think that's selfish." Shut the fuck up, Schmackity. Don't. And then they show the, and then they show the future where, uh, uh, we already discussed it. So yeah, that's the seg- the first segment of the episode. I can't wait to talk about the second segment because of the the thirty seven chinchillas joke. Yeah, so this is where that comes from, eh? Because I know you've shared that with yeah. with us before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one thing I no- I've noticed about. The Emperor's New School is that there's jokes for everything that they've talked about on Escape from Vault Disney. What's up with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's the whole. That's my whole. It's like that thing that Tyler made. Well, actually, no. It's like the SpongeBob as every single show or Simpsons every single yeah. every single Marvel movie or right, something. Right, right. Yeah, this episode was kind of a mini UHF, really, where they're just yeah. making fun of every genre of TV they, that would have been popular. Again, at the time. But with a different, the premise is different, but it's still a bunch of TV shows. Just instead of they're the TV is introduced to the kingdom, it's Cusco trying to test out the show going into other genres, basically. Right, right, right. Every Disney television like, animation series has done this at some point. I feel like has done a. Uh, Gravity Falls had the access television short. Um, mm. Phineas and Ferb, as you, as Kit and, and Tyler will know. Um, we reviewed that. So. Yeah, TV. we did. Holy um, guacamole, you sure are a handful. Songs for hire, <laughs> right? um, the, the TV or thingy viewer, as yeah. I call it. <laughs> yeah. One thing I noticed. As, as, oh, as Candy Milo, as the teacher says. <laughs> follows me, by the way. I still can't believe that. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Like he follows me too. Real. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Follows she me. She yeah. tries to follow back from my understanding in general. Well, nice. Y'all have to. One thing I noticed about the technology and how the TVs seem to look at this episode and how the technology kind of overall looks, it reminded me a lot of The Incredibles, that kind of past and future mm. setting. Yeah. Yeah, kind of the whole metropolis setting, I guess. So ties back to Yzma Pop. Yzma Pop. Yismopolis. my metropolis. Yismopolis. do 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 do. Yismopolis. do 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 do. So, yeah, good. Oh, what, what were you gonna say? Oh, I, I'm done. You can go on. Oh, um, when uh, when Yzma says "goggle me," I wanted to say "okay," but I'm turning on safe search. <laughs> <laughs> Eartha Kit would have loved that joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's hypo. I like that they, they don't go to the secret lab, but she still just has her goggles around to slap on whenever she has an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that she just she has all these silhouette styles for her ideas. I, I never get tired of that gag for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 put that flea in a box graphics from from the movie. Did did do they just show up every time she puts on the goggles in the show? Every time and how that works? Like, are, are the graphics in the goggles? Is that what she's seeing? Is no one knows. <laughs> They're going to do an episode where she gets the goggles glued onto her face, and everything she sees, mm. everything is just that, but in the same art style as the flea in the box gag. Right, right, right. <laughs> In one episode, Cusco, she teams up with Cusco, and he says red and black's been done, so instead she does turquoise on black. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's also, the same. 
Also, it was really distracting to me that the teacher in this episode kind of looked very similar to the teacher from Recess, just maybe more excitable. Yeah. 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 For the most part, like I said, the animation and the character designs got a lot better this season. I did notice that there were some designs that still look kind of off-putting while they were all sitting in the classroom, and I noticed... Yeah. I forgot to mention this in the first episode, but Poncho looked kind of off. He yeah. just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, he looked more like how Kusto would probably doodle him, so... Yeah. Why was, why, why was Kusko an 80s rapper? <laughs> Why wasn't Cusco an 80s rapper? Fire, fire ants! Why did that why did that happen? Why why did any of this happen? (laughs) Hepcat Cusco. Oh god. Well he's the Hepcat. Uh one of the lyric the lyric that's not in the actual movie but is on the soundtrack is he's the Hepcat in the Emperor's New Clothes. So Oh yeah. There's a lot I'm noticing now there's a lot of facial hair jokes in this episode. Also uh, sorry again. Also, Cusco's going to end up on train records. Yes. <laughs> anyway, guys. The, the, oh, go ahead. No, um, I, 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 I want to briefly comment on Incan Idol. Uh, yeah, talk about David jokes, but then again, maybe Disney making well, fun of their own product. Was well, cool. of course. Uh, well, uh, it wasn't Disney's product yet at the time. Oh, okay. It was, it, it was oh. a Fox show. I, I, I don't even know if it had opened at uh, M- at Hollywood Studios in think, Florida yet. I don't think till a couple years after. It the was like two years, years before the school. Oh, okay. Yeah, and of course, I mean, I mean, I get why they made Kronk the Simon, just because yeah. you know that's <laughs> the most recognizable of the of the three judges. But Kronk doesn't pull off mean very well. Like, he, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like to really parody Simon Cowell, you got to be more vicious. Yeah, it really doesn't. But they paid the likenesses to Paula Abdul and Randy Jackson, and they're going to use them. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> and also, also, I fucking love that he does a cooking show, and then I'm just like, well, it's better than Cat in the Hat 2003. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Llama chop, okay. you monster! You're making a cupcake. You you can make everything into a spinach puff. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, and I love the Fleischer Studios homage. That was yeah. that was oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah that was. I have no fear. Kronk is here. <laughs> and then and then Kronk dresses as Cowboy Curtis from Pee Wee's yeah. Playhouse, and and they call back to the spinach puffs from the yeah. from the movie. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm oh, sorry, good. Oh, I was just going to say, it's just like I'm hitting you with a barrage of TV show, TV references, basically. I'm so glad if they were trying to go for a t- too much TV is bad message, they didn't hammer it in. They even kind of were like, yeah, moderation's fine, whatever. They didn't, like, go all, oh, how could you prefer TV over anything else? And even when Cusco's how- trying to break... Oh, sorry. Hey, hey, how dare you watch TV, says the TV show. <laughs> oh god, the Incredibles comparison goes deeper. Screensaver is behind this. Ah, Screenslaver! <laughs> instead of instead of starting your own school, you watch the Emperor's new school. <laughs> instead of, instead of actually buying thirty six chinchillas, you watch Frog talk about it. <laughs> Cusco mm-hmm. does that a freeze frame bit where he goes on a whole tangent about how we live in a society. It's it's nothing. We live in a sobriety. <laughs> also, oh, um, also, I need to shout out the "Everybody Loves Kronk" joke where they call out the the trope of having two dates to the prom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was something I tweeted recently, but I deleted it. Where I because this was because I've been watching a lot of sitcoms lately, and I I noticed that. One thing I noted that that is a lot of love triangle, a lot of love triangle plots could easily be solved if the characters just em, just embraced polyamory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Tony and I do it, so yeah. Why? Well, I guess we're yeah. I guess we're making that public now. Cool. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. Um, no, no, can, no, 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 no. Okay. It, it, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but um uh, anyway, uh when Guaca is Cusco's late night talk show sidekick, he says hey now at one point, which I think is a le- reference to Jeffrey Tambor's character on Larry <laughs> Sanders show. Oh uh, yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, and Kronk does, and, and Cusco tries to both sides the issue. He says, "Yeah, we were both being arrogant." And, and Kronk's like, "No, that was that's just you." I'm calling him arrogant. Yeah, yeah. And look, this is as close to an apology you're going to get. Right, right. Also, they basically just just rip off the all my circuits gags from Futurama and just go for a <laughs> teeth for a soap opera. And yeah. <laughs> I can't also- by this woman. This is my sister. Also, when Cusco is like, what they need to make their one millionth Cuscoin, I was like, eh, better Cuscoin than Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> David references! And I love that Kronk has apparently pitched his chinchilla's idea to Cusco at some point as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's just in, it's just it's just in his arsenal. It, yeah. He's just got that idea for whatever okay, he might need. A you know, I hate based. to think about it, but I am just now. I'm just too hung up on the idea of Cusco hawking the equivalent of NFTs in his universe. Oh God, <laughs> oh, that would be a horrible idea. But I would love to see it. You can use currency using pictures of my face. <laughs> That's what it would be, right? <laughs> It's like that so, Gravity Falls gag where Mabel sells cat pictures for $10. <laughs> so like I said, I love the Cusco and Kronk variety show. And yeah. that's what make, causes everyone to destroy their TVs, which I, I feel like was kind of a, an SCTV reference. How that show yeah. opened with everyone throwing their TVs out the window. Yeah. These, guys really, <laughs> these guys really jumped a llama. And... And, 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 you know, they reference laughing and they, you, you know, and the two old men in the village have officially become Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, yeah they, were, yes. they were Statler and Waldorf a few episodes ago. Like, there was a, a popularity contest and they were in the balcony. Um, and they, one of them said, I like the end. And the other one said, well, said why? And then he said, because it was the end. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love it when they're, when they're throwing the TV off that giant cliff. Like the show has just evolved literally to Cusco and Krog just driving around in little cars. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was that's, fucking hilarious. Like, that's all in it. Like that's supposed to be entertaining. I don't know okay, why, I but still watch that. Oh my. it reminded me so much of Showbiz Bugs, and I just have to half expected yeah, 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 Cusco yeah. just blowing himself up. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I can only do it once. Yeah. Uh, and. Oh. And and they call back to the trampoline with, with yeah. yeah that was probably one of my least favorite callbacks just because yeah. Eh, yeah. they kind of made it a little obvious but I did kind of chuckle at good like I'm so happy for you you missed my trampoline <laughs> yeah but the the they redeem themselves by having a terrific ending where Cusco says yeah nowadays people just want you know formulaic plots and tacked on happy endings. Guess what, guys? We just won Battle of the Bands! And it freezes in place while they're all jumping. It's, that was I'd fucking like, great. I'd like to talk a little bit about the Yzma subplot in this. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, the whole premise, the whole reason they all have TVs now is because Yzma has installed them in everyone's home to distract them so she can go to the palace and be interviewed for Empress Magazine. And at one point, she's in, like, this gallery area where there's all these pictures of Cusco. And they, uh, the interviewer asks, why are there all these pictures on your wall? And she says, he's my mailman. He's like, you have thousands of pictures of mailmen on your wall? He's a really yeah. good mailman. <laughs> good mailman. <laughs> For some reason, I really love that joke. I mean, it did kind of imply, like, okay, she, she's not fucking Cusco, is she? Oh, like, God, no. <laughs> Yeah, the mailman. It's like, like, like that's probably what the interviewer would have suspected. Like, why else would you have? Why else would you be that obsessed with your mailman? Seriously, because I'm obsessed with destroying him. (laughs) I throw darts at them all. By the way, were some of those pictures of Cusco direct screen caps from the movie? I think so. Yeah, looked like it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the the smug smirk of theme song guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that shot. The, the very memeable face. <laughs> and and then and then the and then of course we got the um the the cold tag at the end yeah. where Kronk and Cusco are staring at us. Oh my god! <laughs> ah, we're just Call living the in their world. 
Oh, the no. TV's talking to me again. TV talks to me all the time. You'll be fine. Okay. It's gonna turn into a Cusco and Croc creepy pasta. They're just gonna be <laughs> staring no, at us. Putting me on the spot like this. I don't like <laughs> the evil emperor's new school be like, don't spell my name again. It's an imperfect world. S A T A N, Satan, Satan, hail Satan. <laughs> um, <sighs> sorry, I, I have to wake myself up sometimes. Nah, no, you're good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that was basically the. I think we discussed everything. Does anyone have anything they want to add about either of these episodes? Overall, it was a it was a solid episode. I think I like the one that we did for our podcast a little more, yeah. but I still think this was a solid episode, and I'd rank it second behind. So, yeah, yeah that's a yeah, this was a good episode. Yeah, this was. God, like I said, this was good, better than Ismopolis. I would, I would, I gave Ismopolis Disney minus. I would give this a Disney plus. This was this was solid. The show got Same. better in season two. <laughs> yes, keep the tapes. Yeah, keep the tapes for me as well. I loved this episode, but I loved TV or not to TV more because you just can't go wrong with Patrick Warburton ever. <laughs> Absolutely. You could, you could give him the worst script imaginable, and as long as he's doing something, I'll watch it. <laughs> and they did that. It was Patrick Warburton. They so. did that. It was called The Wild. Ah, God. Okay. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I take that back, but... <laughs> So I, I like this episode, yeah. Yeah. So um, I believe the time has come for the pluggy things. Uh, you can find me over on uh, the usual Mission Breakout, Muppet Vision 3D. You can find me in all the usual websites, various episodes of this show, as well as Escape from Vault Disney, the podcast without a cool acronym. And you can also find me, me taping 37 chinchillas together. All right. You can find me on Twitter at TylerFG, Instagram at TylerFG96, oh wait, Instagram at TylerFG96. As for Channel KRT, the show, you can find us on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. We also have our Patreon and our Discord server and our and our Facebook group, which you can all find in our link tree in our Twitter bio. And... You can also find me on various episodes of this podcast, as well as Escape from Vault Disney. And uh, and Escape from Vault Disney is my show. You can find me on every episode of Escape from Vault Disney, uh, the podcast where we review movies, TV shows, and short films available on Disney Plus, chosen completely at random. And you can find that uh, on uh, wherever podcasts are available, as well as PipeDreamPodcast.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Goldmark. You can follow Escape from Vault Disney on Twitter at EFVD Podcast. You can join my Facebook fan group, Some Jerk with a Fan Club. You can watch all three seasons of Some Jerk with a Camera on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tony Goldmark. And you can even give me money at, at patreon.com slash Tony Goldmark if you feel so inclined. So, yay! 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 And you can find me at Micah Hirsch on Twitter. I also make animated cartoons on YouTube through the channel Fireblast Studios. If you like my work and want to support me, you can pledge to the Fireblast Studios Patreon for early access to videos, behind-the-scenes footage, and more. What's his name?